0: You are listening to Rouge, White, and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome to the Rouge White Blue CFL Podcast. My name's David Solvier Coast from the Sherp, and joining me as always is my co-host, Joe Pritchard. Joe, how's it going?
1: There's only three weeks left in the season. It's starting to feel a little bit... Uh, I'm feeling the darkness start to creep in already.
0: <laughs> the darkness start to creep in. Oh, my God. That's heavy, man. So, you're cheating on the rouge white and blue with Argos Fantast.
1: Yep, yep. I'm a terrible person. But when they ca- when they ask me to come talk about Colt Snap, well, what am I going to do? Say no?
0: I got to... Okay, you know, we're going to do this again because I have to apologize, I guess, for misunderstanding what's happening over there at play, dot ycom um, What's going on? Are, have they split into two divisions? Because I see now that there's a classic play
1: and yes
0: what's the other play now maybe
1: is the other one yeah so classic play um for those that didn't listen to um keith on the sports history network podcast he did a really good job of laying this out um he was on the showcase what a week or two ago now i was just catching up on it this week Yeah, so Play Classic is the standard sports simulation fair that we prattle on about far too often on this show. Um, But Play Now is just more, it's outside the scope of sports simulation. So there are some games that have like a sports feel to them. But those, but it's more just a, and there are other genres of games too. It's, that's just more of general board gaming. It's more something where they can work. They can stretch out beyond the uh, us super nerds that, you know, spend hours and hours wanting to recreate the seasons of our youth. Um, like the, I believe play it's a few games I've touched for play now are. um, Games called Fury Football and Fury Hardball, which are kind of like future what they envision the sports to be like in the future. If you remember playing Cyberball in younger days, something like that, where it's the same general concept of hey, you're playing a game that's based on the general idea of football, but it's not. Hey, it's first down. You're gonna pick a run and play, a pass play. It's something completely different, and it's just a different experience altogether.
0: Yeah, I uh I was looking at the rules for their for their baseball one, their futuristic baseball one. I, mean, I don't know, I think that's only if things go really really well for baseball will it end up being that interesting. <laughs> I don't think that's really future baseball. I think that's altered universe kind of baseball. Um, exactly.
1: It's just it's something that's that you could sit down and bang out in 15 minutes, enjoy it and then, you know, if you want to do it, do another one.
0: So, Play Classic, that's P-L-A-A-Y Classic, uh, has the sim games.
1: All the sim games, that, uh, right. especially the Cold Snap sim game that we can't seem to talk about enough. I mean, if you'd let me, I'd do a two- or three-hour show on it, but...
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, well, like I was telling you off the show last week, I would love to do a podcast for Play. Uh, I would just love to have an excuse to play on these games and just mess around with them and then do a podcast about it because that's what I do these days. Um so I would I would love that. But over okay, so at play now, they have Strangers. It, it's board games, basically. They have one about being the president of the United States or being the advisor to the president of the United States. They have like a flight simulator from, you know, where you're doing a single-engine plane from the 20s or 30s or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Some really interesting stuff over there.
1: Yeah, well. yeah. So it's more than just it's more than just um, the sports concept, although. Some of those still exist. Uh, some of those ideas still exist oh, yeah. out there in the Play that Now sucks. universe. But it's just more of a, this is a Play Now, if you th- want to think of it this way, Play Now is more for the casual gamer that wants different, That wants a different experience from your run-of-the-mill um, sports board games out there or simulation board games of any type, really.
0: Right. Okay well let's get into the topic of the show which is ostensibly Canadian football league, football league. um we're going to talk some of last week's games week 13 was last week um and just run through i don't i don't know how many of these were very illuminating one very exciting game and one for me, very disappointing game let's talk first Calgary Stampeders play 6 like 13 I guess the first thing we could say is this was a great game for the kickers. Uh, combined, uh, Renee Paradis and Ward win 6-for-6 on field goals and 3-3 three for three on extra points. I guess no rouges is the worst thing to say. I guess at one point, Red Blacks were up by 10 in this game, but this is the kind of a situation where I wasn't really surprised. I guess... I guess the surprising thing for me is, and, and you can give me some feedback on this, was I guess I was surprised that the Stamps scored so few points. I mean, they only had the one turnover, and it was the meaningless uh, special teams fumble at the end of the first half. Uh, they won the possession time 32-28, and they averaged over 11 yards per first down play. It's just like what? I mean, how did they only score 26? How did they only score a couple of touchdowns in this game? It's cuz um, they put
1: they played the long game. Yeah. They kept the ball. They moved the ball in small chunks and didn't we didn't really go downfield all that often, which I mean, it worked. Uh, there's there's nothing to say that it was a bad idea. Uh, it just wasn't uh it just wasn't all that pretty. Uh it worked. It worked. Uh, didn't have a lot of a lot of running after the catch in this game for on their end. You didn't have. Uh, you did have Kadim Carey doing his thing. Sixteen carries, average of six point four yards per. So he was definitely doing his thing. It was just a. It was just a very simple, very uh, methodical game plan. And against Ottawa, you don't need anything more than that because it's not like their offense is going to scare you at all.
0: Okay, so a couple other quick ones. uh how'd you like Jake Meyer throwing for the only calgary passing touchdown, and did you have him on your fantasy team? uh
1: no no uh that was a bit of a bit of a surprise. I mean, I suppose it's been getting is becoming a little bit more in vogue to have a not only have a short yardage quarterback, but to have a package where you hurry up after the short yardage is gained, try to take advantage of any mismatches if the defense oversubbed it on the uh, short yardage and try to use that quarterback's mobility to make a play. That's becoming more of a thing uh, where they're trying to create mismatches in in that. So really, I shouldn't say I'm too surprised, but to have it be the only one. I'm sure people that had Bo Levi Mitchell as a their fantasy quarterback last week, <clears throat> like me, <clears throat> uh, were probably not all that thrilled with the idea.
0: Well, he didn't turn it over, and I think what he had almost 300 yards, right? So you must have got some points out.
1: Oh, him. some, but yeah, it's like the extra points, right?
0: Well, yeah, of course you want like the six for the touchdown, but right uh, again, at least he didn't throw three picks like some oh, of other course. quarterbacks we could mention. Uh, this is last week. Um, all right, let's see. Okay, so did we learn anything from uh, uh, about um, Calgary at this game?
1: Did we actually learn anything? I mean, I we could say that they're not all that explosive, but I feel like we knew that already. We could say that Ottawa's was not a very good football team, but we knew that already. I don't really think this one did a whole lot as far as moving the needle for anybody.
0: Right. Well, here's another one for you, speaking of not moving the needle very much. Hamilton Tiger got 39 at Edmonton Elks 23. I guess this pretty much confirms what we expected about the Elks. Despite scoring over their season average 18 points per game, they're still the lowest scoring team in the CFL. And there's still win this at home this season. But can we say anything about the Tie Cats from this game? Don Johnson looked really good, seven point yards, 7.5 yards per carry, I should say. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli looked good. He found four receivers for 60 yards or more, including Brandon Banks uh, in his second game back from being away. Uh, Sandoz Knox had 10 tackles for the defense. Dylan Wynn had a couple of sacks. Um, Did anything new about Hamilton from
1: this game? It was nice to see them put it all together. Granted, it came against Edmonton, but they put it all together. Uh, Mazzoli looked like what people expected him to look like from the get go this year. Uh, The offense started putting up points in bunches, which is something we haven't seen from them at all. So just to know that they're capable of that is uh, is something that should make the other East teams be a little bit wary about how the rest of the season's going to go. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven
0: a, four at half is pretty tough to take if you're not. Yeah, in
1: not a terribly surprising game. Maybe just for the fact that they pulled up as many points as they did and made the big plays they did. Uh, but I think the result in the end is what we expected.
0: Okay, and you may you may remember last week when we talked about the four-team Saskatchewan makes the playoffs parlay. Well, there you go. They're 2-0 heading into probably, well, probably, definitely the game of the week. Toronto Argonauts 31, BC Lions 29 in overtime. Uh, hang on just a second. Um yep, overtime game, very bad game to bet. Um, you f- you always figure with wind, with rain, Canada later in the season, you're gonna punch the under, but instead there's 60 points scored in this game. Uh, BC covered the points but still lost outright. Tough game to bet, tough game to bet. But that's what happens in close games in the CFL. Uh, Joe, I guess my question is for you is how did you like this running duel in the second half and did anybody in particular impress you here?
1: Well, I could say I wasn't terribly impressed with a few things. Um, Like BC's lack of kicking game. You would Mm -hmm. think that a team losing a game surely on kicking incompetence would have been Winnipeg this year, but it ends up it's in bc like twice now heesh uh that that whole like last three minutes of the game of the fourth quarter was not classic how about that you'll never see that one come up on espn classic <laughs> you might if they're really bored and have nothing else to do on a january mid-thursday afternoon or something but it doesn't belong there
0: i was gonna say you could put it in craziest finishes but it's not even that. it's kind of just like um, it was just
1: bad (laughs) exactly (laughs) and if you're gonna and if you're gonna freaking miss a field goal at the end of the game at least leave it in the end zone so we can have some fun with it god damn it
0: i hear you um well, the BC Lions are in an unenviable spot right now. We're pretty much locked into that fourth place in the West, right? Because they're a game and a half back, in the third. They're a game and a half in front of fifth, with I think they have three games left to play. So, BC, I don't know. They're on the outside looking in for the playoffs, which we'll discuss later on. Toronto clinches the playoff spot with this are they right now your favorite to take the east
1: no I think oh, that's change- really? changed this week I think that's changed dramatically over the past two weeks really
0: oh wow so you're going with Montreal no <laughs>
1: no uh, I think we have the quarterback. quarterback the quarterback game in the CFL East has dramatically shifted mm-hmm and it hasn't been for the better for Toronto. Clearly, they didn't mm. like Nick Arbuckle because they traded him for not a whole lot. But what happens if McLeod Bethel Thompson goes down now? I don't like that idea.
0: Well, okay, okay, but it's late in the season
1: to be worried about that. It is, and it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk that they're running because even if you have an injury that actually up for one game, that one game might be the critical game. So um, I don't like that. They sacrifice quarterback depth this late in the season for not a whole lot in return. Montreal is obviously going to be on their third quarterback of the season now, um, at least as starters go, that cannot, that can't be a good thing. Hamilton's got two. And Mazzoli had the best game he's had in two and a half years or at least two years uh, just this past week. So I think right now, if you had to pin me down on who I'm taking to go all the way now, I would think Hamilton might be the team because they've been steadily consistent as, as to who they are all season. And they're now just, and they're now starting to show a little bit better than they have all year.
0: So you're not buying Antonio Pipkin though, in a no. diversity situation, okay? No. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this one: Saskatchewan on Riders. 19 at Montreal Alouettes, 14, completing the four-team parlay. That got Saskatchewan, out, right? They've clinched the spot now. hmm Okay. So as a Montreal fan.
1: You poor bastard.
0: <laughs> I guess it would have been better to win this game, but man, I don't know. And are we resigned to Trevor Harris starting now?
1: For this next week, for sure. Damn. Now, whether wow. it goes forward, I don't, I can't say that for sure. But you've got back-to-backs against Winnipeg against a quarterback that Winnipeg has shown over the course of a couple of years that they can handle pretty easily.
0: Oh, man. Okay, so... I mean, why do I have Trevor Harris football? You know, I was going through the... Record, you know, guys won two great cups. Okay, a fluky one with the nine and nine Argonauts. Okay, there's some weird unwritten rule in the CFL where if a nine and nine Argonauts team make the great Cup, they have to win. Uh, you know, he did that once. You know, he won with the Red Blacks. Um, why am I why am I afraid of this guy taking over at quarterback for the Alouettes?
1: Because he wasn't the lead guy on those, um, he wasn't the lead guy on either of those great cups that you're talking about for one. Um, he hasn't really, he, he even went, when he had his best times in Ottawa and in Edmonton, uh, probably from 17 to 19, his teams always had trouble scoring once they got inside the 20. Oh, yeah. Uh, his own defensive tackle, who's now a teammate again, basically said he caves after you hit him hard once. Witten did it in what week two, I want to say. Right. Witten did it. And Harris was terrible <laughs> after that, which pretty much confirmed, you know, it might not have completely confirmed the theory, but it sure as heck made for good television. Now, if you really want to, if you really want to feel okay about this, Consider that your third quarterback right now has years of CFL starting experience and could at least, you know, give you a shot at winning a game that your normal third quarterback wouldn't be able to do for you.
0: I guess, except we know that Vernon Adams is up for the season. So, well,
1: Harris is your number three right now Mm -hmm. Adams, Schultz, Harris. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going to. Push Harris up the depth chart. He's your number three right now, which is going to give you some interesting things to discuss in the offseason As far as well, whether I guess him or not,
0: I guess. Yeah, it's like then, then you start taking bids from Ottawa. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, see if see if they're interested.
1: See if they'll bite for th- for three hundred K or something.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Well. Here the Alabats are in third place. They have a sad immediate future going to Winnipeg next week. Starting Trevor Harris. The official, as as for this game, I'll just put it to bed with this one more question for you, Joe. Uh, the official website, cfl.ca, wants to portray this as a def- this game as a defensive struggle. But wasn't it really a couple of low-functioning offenses?
1: yes and no if i had if you had to pin me down as to what the most effective unit outside of winnipeg would be right now i'd say the saskatchewan defense is at least in that conversation so montreal struggling on offense especially given the injury to Schultz, isn't the most surprising thing i've seen this past week but yeah, saskatchewan's got a they weren't crank up their offense if they have any hope in the West final. Mm-hmm.
0: The uh I I've enjoyed the defense of Montreal as well these past few weeks. I think they've really gotten it together these past few weeks. Probably too little too late though at this point in the season. Speaking of that, let's let's have Joe tell me how little and how late it is. Let's talk some playoff scenarios. Our favorite part of the show. Joe. Why don't you break it down for us with reference to week 14 games.
1: Okay. So let's talk about what we know already. First, Winnipeg is going to host the West final on December 5th. We know that right now. Toronto is in the playoffs. And it's the first time they've been in there since 2017. If I remember correctly, that ended well for them. Uh, Saskatchewan clinched a playoff spot. So they're in. Those are the three teams we know are in the playoffs. The only team that is officially eliminated as we speak here is Ottawa. But Edmonton is, might, as well, might as well be out too. Because they have to win. I believe they have to win the remainder of their games and hope for a lot of chaos to happen. I don't think at this point that Calgary could win another game, and they would have to be part of a multi-team tie scenario to qualify. <laughs> so we're talking about that. You, you talked about that four-team parlay that Saskatchewan was involved in this past week that made right. them that put them in the playoffs. Uh, let's talk about what kind of parlay Edmonton would need to have happen. Uh, by and by the way, finding out. Well, no, it wouldn't even be. Let me take. Let me go look at the standings real quick. Yeah, Edmonton has four more games. Edmonton's got four more games, so they could right. finish six and eight. Right. So right. could Calgary. So could BC. Because I don't know if Edmonton has the tiebreaker over Calgary at this point. So I believe they had to be involved in a multi-team tie, which would involve BC as well. So BC would have to win all but all but one. Edmonton would have to win them all. Calgary would have to lose them both, and that's gonna that's 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 more than I want to process right now as to how many different things would have to break right for them. So, so Ottawa no is officially out.
0: That. There's no way you play that parlay it because it's gonna pay at like you know two hundred to one odds, and the odds against it actually happening are like seventeen thousand to one. Yeah. Like, so no
1: Ottawa, uh, so Ottawa's officially out. Edmonton might as well be. Um, now. If BC wins the next two weeks, which, given that Week 14 is in Hamilton, good luck. But if they do win the next two weeks, because Week 15 is Calgary, they would be in third place, and they would, and they would go into their last game needing to win to make the playoffs. Um, a Hamilton victory over BC this week eliminates the crossover as a, even a possibility, which is the first time in ages. I want to say 2015, just off the top of my head. Um, and uh, just just for the record, Saskatchewan and Toronto can't clinch home playoff dates this week with whatever they do. So they've got to keep going. Um, so the two things that can happen this week, a Montreal win or a BC loss. And Montreal clinches a playoff spot. A Hamilton win, and they clinch a playoff spot because Hamilton's playing BC, correct? So a Hamilton win, it's automatically a BC loss. So it's actually a Hamilton win or tie, and Hamilton's in. Right. Montreal geez, win. If,
0: Hamil- if Hamilton wins, then Montreal's in too. Right, because Montreal's, Montreal's competing against BC for that final playoffs you know
1: what i would i would i would say yes i would say yes
0: um that's all it's going to take all bc needs to do is lose one more time
1: well that's it montreal win or bc loss and montreal's in which means the hamilton win causes the bc loss right
0: and gets montreal in go tie cats
1: well maybe maybe not because you might want to host a playoff game this year that might be a good idea. So. Maybe root for BC this week and then not again. <laughs>
0: wow! See, you're operating under the uh, in the playoffs, anything can happen.
1: Yes, and a home game is preferable to an away game.
0: Okay, Calgary, nothing happens to Calgary this
1: week. Nothing happens to Calgary this week. I they are not a on the schedule, money. so they are going to be sitting at six and six. Which means, even if, and my understanding is that even if BC loses, loses right, it's BC could still here. theoretically catch Calgary.
0: Yeah, they'd both be six and eight. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, okay, great. Wow, this is a very odd schedule this year. We can uh, observe one more time. Calgary has twelve games under their belt. Edmonton has ten.
1: Well, Edmonton <laughs> having ten is their own dang fault.
0: Right. <laughs> Right. And now these guys who, as rumor has it, can't stand playing with one another and which and with this coaching staff has to go at least one more game than everybody else and two more than so good for them. Nice job there. Right. Okay. Let's go on to next week's game which is, all right, let's talk about that first game, because that first game is the key game. This decides a lot. BC Lions, six and a half point underdogs at Hamilton Tigers. So I think you've got Hamilton to win. Mm-hmm. Do you have Hamilton covering a touchdown? I mean, BC's been scoring a lot of points in some of these games.
1: Mm, I, I, I just don't have a whole lot of faith. Well, they they, they scored a whole lot last week against Toronto, but the games before that, 9, 10, 0. So, right. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to take it out. as an article of that they're going to find themselves, yeah, But they truly found themselves they're going go into the hammer and, and are going to face a team that's actually been somewhat consistent this year. I just don't see it happening. Uh, sorry, Kenny. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be Hamilton. We're going to know five of the six playoff teams by the time the first game of week 14 is over. And we're basically going to know the six. It just hasn't been a... It wouldn't have been made official yet. So Hamilton's going to win and remove a lot of the fun out of the last couple of weeks of the playoffs. Playoff picture.
0: Yeah, I guess the smart one is on Hamilton minus the points. That's only a touchdown. So I guess I'll take that. I think Hamilton to win at minus the points. Right, Saskatchewan Rough Riders are six-point favorites, Joe. Six-point favorites. And this is a disrespectful line. Speaking of which, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I sucked. So I, I complained last week, and Joe agreed with me, before we both took the Alouettes to win outright, that Saskatchewan being a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Montreal was disrespectful. Well, by kickoff, that was terrible. So the better is actually straight this out for the bookmakers. But on the other hand,
1: you know what I've noticed too, is that every time I think a line is disrespectful, it's actually right. So maybe I should take that as a lesson for this year. Okay.
0: Well, I think Saskatchewan minus six at Edmonton is pretty disrespectful.
1: Yeah, but I still don't see Edmonton winning this game. Saskatchewan wins, I think
0: I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. Uh, Edmonton still winless at home as the Elks. Toronto Argonaut, 10.5 point favorites at Ottawa. Okay, that to me is a realistic line. I mean, obviously, we're both going to be boring. We're both going to take Toronto here. Um, again, can they cover this?
1: Yes, because where's Ottawa going to score the points to catch up?
0: Well, they score more points than Edmonton.
1: You're saying that like that's a hard thing to do this year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I guess on average, Ottawa's a couple points worse.
1: Yes, because they're up by three points, but they have two. But Edmonton has two games in hand, so yeah, they have a chance to catch Ottawa by game 12.
0: Okay, and finally, we have, here we go. It's the Rouge White Bull series game one. I was hoping this was going to be a lot more exciting than I think it's going to be. However, you might be surprised. Mantra Alouette's 12 and a half point underdogs at Winnipeg. Not at all disrespectful. Okay, we're both going to take Winnipeg in this game. However, I want to throw this one by him. Okay, so the over under on this game is 45 points. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot. And in fact, with this point spread given as well, that implies a 29 to 16 game. Now, I don't know. This really smells like an over to me. Why wouldn't Winnipeg put up a bunch of points, or at least try to? And why wouldn't the Alouettes and Trevor Harris be capable of putting at least three touchdowns up here worth of points?
1: I have trouble finding where Trevor Harris is going to put up three, t- three touchdowns against Winnipeg. I just do, especially in a new offense with new personnel around him. On the other hand, Winnipeg is probably not going to play their starters the whole game. Right. I can imagine them playing them into the at least the half and maybe in deep into the third quarter, but they have literally nothing to play for. So, as much uh, as much tough talk as your Zach Clarissa's and your Michael Shea's might want to say, at some point, they're going to get, they're going to, with the game not being, not just running out the clock, they're going to give Sean McGuire a shot they're going to give some of their backup players some experience for that time when somebody goes down in the playoffs and they need somebody to step up. Uh, So I, I don't see this game. I actually think 12 and a half might be a little bit too far, Uh, but I don't see this game going crazy on the scoreboard and in either sense.
0: So you would have the owls covering here.
1: I would have the owls covering and the under. So, you know, Winnipeg is going to score 48 Points on their own and make me look dumb because that's how I've been looking all year.
0: Yeah, see, see, that's what I wonder. I mean, like, okay, so I'm looking at the weather forecast here, all uh, right, for Winnipeg uh, on that night. And it's like, you know, it's going to be cold, but you know, no snow, no wind to speak of, you know, so it's like they could run up the score here, or at least try to. And I really like Montreal like garbage, like you suggested in this game. <laughs> like, if you're playing fantasy, uh, just pick the, pick the correct wide receiver and you might score big. Maybe Eugene Lewis, and you, know, you might get some points. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the over. Again, I'm putting my faith in Kari Jones here. I'm, I'm hoping it's the coaching. All right, let's get out of here for the reach. Joe, what do you got to say for yourself? last words of wisdom
1: i didn't do it nobody saw me do it and you can't prove anything
0: you stole that for part Simpson. yeah you know. like
1: 30 years ago
0: yeah exactly <laughs> what do you ago. have to
1: say for yourself though it's like yeah you kind of put me on the spot there man
0: <laughs> oh, okay. but i always do that to you. I, you gotta be used to it at this point we've been doing this for a while
1: oh i know but what do you have to say for yourself sounds like something my mom would ask me after i did something wrong
0: what do you have to say for yourself, young man? Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna hit you with that. <laughs> okay, so for my co-host, Joe Richard, I'm Oz Davis, and this has been the Rouge White and Blue CFL Podcast. Enjoy the game. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.